Thank you, Deacon, brother. We have a... If you wonder, like, why are there microphones sitting right here? Because we do a thing called Afterglow, where we talk about the sermon, and much like the offering, you don't have to talk. But uh, if you're uninterested and open to that, we're here, so the mics are here. Caleb's baby. Afterglow. So any thoughts? Or no? You want to just go home? Oh. Yeah, I gotta just do something. Sir, you in the red hat? <laughs> Stranger? Yeah. I think it's just wild. Like, I've never um, appreciated that perspective before that, that I don't want to say revising scripture, but, um, you know, being maybe mindful and selective of your reading is almost more faithful to the stories in scripture itself, almost more faithful to Christ's approach, you know, to teaching and, and even actually literally reading scripture, you know, by you're emulating Paul, like you said, you're emulating Christ by, uh, let's call it being mindful how you read. Literally. Yeah. Jesus is being Ava agrees. I like that. I like what you done with that. I think it's interesting, um, you know, when you were saying in the scripture where it says, you know, love your enemies and treat them how you want to be treated. And people think, well, why would I want to love my enemies? What benefit would that give to me? And right away, that's where it's like, it's not always about you. Like you said, those who are being persecuted, if someone's your enemy... It might be that you just have an issue with them, but they're not a terrible person. And not saying you have to be best friends with them, but I think a lot of times right away we think of, if we're doing something, we think, well, how does that benefit me? What do I get out of it? And sometimes we have to think, life's not fair. You don't always get something benefit for you. Sometimes it's all about the other person and it's not about you. And you just have to realize that. And it just seems, it's just crazy how that was written so many years ago and still all these generations later we're still trying to figure out that we're not the center of the universe and it's not all about us sometimes it's about the other person say what <laughs> what it's not about me <laughs> I'm still like struck by how people are like always talking about cherry picking don't cherry pick Paul and Jesus other disciples as well in the Gospels do this, cherry picking. And yet, we're told not to cherry pick. Because we read the Gospels like law books rather than, than letters written by human beings. I always get, I guess, my biggest frustration, like when I was, I don't know if it was when I started to deconstruct or when I was in seminary, is why we have such a violent, destructive God in the Old Testament and then in the New Testament, it's a completely different, almost like God, you know, Jesus. Um, And I remember in college when I got in trouble, because I'm like, it almost seems like it's two different gods, where like Old Testament, they did it this way for whatever reason, and then Jesus is on the scene, 
And it was like, yeah, all the stuff that you did back here, I've come to set things new or to change things. And people are like, well, you can't say that 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 Jesus messed up or did that. I'm like, I'm not saying Jesus messed up. You've said it before and other people have said, I think the Israelites in the Old Testament were doing the things that they thought they thought God was doing. I don't think God was like, let's just murder all these people, like bash babies' heads in or murder all these people. I don't think God, like, from a cloud said to do that, but I think they were saying, they, they were like, well, maybe we think that God's doing this, so they're telling us to do this, so let's do this. Well, then Jesus is on the scene. Jesus is like, uh, no, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. You know, that's not what God the Father is saying, and now as the Son, I'm not saying to do this at all. I'm saying to do it everything differently, where the world tells you to hate someone, but I tell you not to hate them, I tell you to love them. Again, what Amanda was saying, it's weird how centuries centuries and centuries later, we're still having a hard time understanding that. Because if someone hurts me or makes me mad, the first thing I want to do is be like mean back to them because they hurt my feelings. That's like a natural human kind of thing to do. Yeah, but that defense that defensing, like if you get if someone hurls insults at you or hits you, everything inside of you wants to defend yourself, your honor, whoever. But then Jesus is in a way saying, you know, it's through the New Testament, it's like, no, don't do that because that's gonna that's gonna make them even more mad almost in a way like I'm I'm making I'm making you mad. I know I'm being a jerk to you, but you're not doing anything back. What like what's going on? And so it's completely kind of what you're saying, revolutionary way of thinking. And even it's it's sad to say, but even us as Christians have a piss poor time of <laughs> doing it ourselves. I guess maybe, maybe that's why we we practice religion. It's because it never like it's not like oh I'm a Christian now click nice to everyone, not enabled anybody, you know. But maybe that's why centuries later we're still <laughs> reading these same books about loving people and stuff is because it has to be practiced. And it's not like you love love and you're enlightened and it's all comes easy to you. I think um, people tend to think of Christianity as a list of things we can't do or we shouldn't do or we have to be that we don't really want to be like it's narrowing our lives but if you think of the Sermon on the Mount like you're saying it's like he's giving us a whole new menu of options you know if people mistreat you you don't have to be furious and and rage inside and really ruin your own internal peace because you have to get even he's giving you a new option you can forgive them and bless them and keep being happy yourself and keep being at rest inside and it's like Christianity is expansive. It's not. It's not narrow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. A post-Christian production.